Thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited. I was telling you guys, it's been a week, had to take a week off, get my feet wet back in school. You know, I'm an educator by trade and by per other assignment, but we couldn't say, stay too far away before we got back started. And I'm super excited about the Servant Leader we have on uh, this evening. Before we get started, just starting through, this was sitting on me. Me and Coach uh, Pittman were talking a little bit before we came on about when the Lord speaks and how things sit with you. And it's so funny, you all know how I work. Typically, God moves and talks to me a lot through my daughter Hendrix or just in things that I do in my day-to-day. And I was laughing the other day because I'm an environmental science teacher. That's one of my courses, Mike. And wow, I, I teach some other things too. But when the students, a lot of times we do our work online to save paper. And if they do something on paper and I don't need it, they are like, well, do we need this? And I'll say no, right? And uh-huh. so they'll quickly, by chance, they'll ball it up. And I'll say, you don't have to ball up paper if it's going to be recycled. Don't ball the paper up if it's going to be recycled. <laughs> and I laugh at that every day because God showed up in the midst of that. Because it's so That's funny how sometimes we think that we are too far for him to bring us back. We think that we've done things in this world that he can't save us from. And I laugh because I said, trash goes in the trash can. But recycled items goes in the recycling bin. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. It led me to this verse right here, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it basically says this. We think that this has to be some grand gesture to be saved by him. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified, justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. I don't care where what you've done. I don't care what somebody told me, you told you that you were. Only trash goes in the trash can. God recycles, he renews, and he justifies us. So just as I told my students, trash goes in the trash can. Yes. Recycling goes in the recycling bin. Please <laughs> understand that when you are touched by the Lord, it doesn't matter what you've done. He can transform you and renew you from where you've come. So that's how we're going to open up, bro. That, yeah, that's how we're going to open up. That's a word right there. We come just need the here. offering plate. Now we done. <laughs> I, I got to come okay. behind that. Listen, I have to come on. behind that. Listen, you got this. You all, we I have the grand pleasure of meeting this amazing servant leader. Uh, we have Coach Michael Pittman with us. He is the assistant women's basketball coach at Northwestern State University. He is a man of God. He is a father. He is a husband. He's so many things, but he is a servant leader, and he is ready to just let God use him this evening. So I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to pass it towards you. Before I do that, Coach, I always say this. Time is that important thing. I think it's such a special gift because once it's given, you can't give it back. So I thank you for your time. And I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners. And we'll get this conversation started today. Yeah, well, thank you, Chelsea. First of all, thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for how we've always been able to 
talk and chop it up. And so I'm excited about today. Um, like I said, um, I'm Coach Mike Pittman. I'm an assistant women's basketball coach at Northwestern State uh, University. Uh, this season, I'm actually starting my 25th year of coaching between the high school and the collegiate level. And nice. so, but, but I'm I'm excited um, about tonight. Like I said, thank you for this opportunity because like you said, time is precious and we shouldn't never take it for granted because once we take it for granted, we start thinking about what could have been. I should have done this. The time, the time is now. And speaking of the time is now, I have um, a sharp, sharp message that I wanna just give to everyone and give some good nuggets. And it's not the message is not for <clears throat> the audience, it's for the audience and me and you, Chelsea. So I, I, I think that's the important that's the important thing in which that when we're talking about um, talking about the good news that is supposed to serve everyone, even the one who's speaking. So before before we get started, I want to say a quick prayer. Uh, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Let the words that come out of my mouth be a blessing to you and to others. And we thank in advance because we believe it is so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Guess what, y'all? It's story time. All right, here we go. <laughs> the name of this is, um, and I'm a basketball coach, so if you coach another sport or if you do anything else, you can put this in relation to your work environment. But for me as a basketball coach, I'm going to say I'm out of timeouts and I need to get ejected. I'm out Come of time and I need to get ejected. So as we know, March Madness happened a couple of, uh, a few months ago. Many of you filled out your brackets who was going to win on a particular, this particular season. Um, so today I want to take a look at another aspect of the game, a basketball that had implications for us spiritually. So everybody remember this in 1993, North Carolina coached by Dean Smith squared off against Steve Fisher with the Fab Five. Fabulous five. We already know them with Chris Weber and Jalen Rose and that crew. The most memorable play in that championship game and perhaps the most infamous one in the history of March Madness came in the last seconds of the championship game. Down by two points and with an opportunity to either tie it up or take the lead in the Superdome, in my home state, in my home city, in the Superdome, Chris Weber called a timeout that he did not have when he was double teamed by a couple of North Carolina defenders. Michigan used all of their timeouts, so Weber's mistake resulted in a technical foul. Michigan had no time left to recover, and North Carolina won the national title with a 77-71 to 71 victory. Chris Weber panicked, and his mistake brought a glaring light to an important truth about basketball. Timeouts can play a key role in winning or losing a ball game. So today, I want to give you some basic information about timeouts, and then I want to make those some very clear practical applications for us. I'm going to reference a few scriptures today. However, if you need a text, perhaps the best place to start for me to draw your attention is to the first recorded timeout, it is found in Genesis chapter 2, verses uh, 2 and 3. And it said, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work and the creating that he had done. Thus, 
insinuating what he has later used as a foundation for a command, which is to keep the Sabbath holy. So let me tell you one thing about timeout. I'm gonna give you five things. I'm gonna give you five things for you to think about um, during this time as it relates to timeouts. Here's the first one. Everyone needs timeouts. Everyone needs, to, needs timeouts. It does not matter how much in shape you are, or even if you think you're Superman on the court, everyone needs to take a timeout occasionally. That is the message of Genesis chapter two. Even God, the one who created the universe and who all have been told the list never grows and he never rests, even he took a timeout. Everybody say, everybody, he, even God took a timeout. It took a timeout. God's plan and his message is really plain. If the creation didn't crash when I rested, it won't crash when you do. God's own son took timeouts on a regular basis, his own son. He would go into a private place. He would separate himself from others for a period of time. Jesus knew that timeouts were necessary to provide rest for our soul and our body. Is it just me or are we real busy people? For all of our new inventions, all of our time-saving tools and toys, for all of our shortcuts and overnight deliveries, Amazon be keeping them in business, and the quick fix solutions and microwave ovens and fast food restaurants, we are always in a hurry and almost always running out of time. See, we live in a 24-7 culture. We hold our cell phones like Gary Payton on lock to stay accessible 24-7. And if you are like me, we do our business over the internet so we can shop, we can organize our lives and make decisions 24 seven. But I want you to think about this for a second before all of the modern technology that has come into our world. And we think about our forefathers and our parents and grandparents and great grandparents, whenever they had to go take care of any of those things I just mentioned before, they didn't have that. What they had was they had better time management. So which meant that they always planned earlier for situations to which to be able to take care of the needs that was done and don't waste, wait to the last minute. So like I said, we live in a 24 seven culture. All right, we push ourselves literally to the edge, squeezing every bit of work and effort possible. Somehow we think by driving ourselves constantly, we are getting more out of life. Don't let the speed sap your soul. You hear people all the time talking about, man, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. And guess what? I'm guilty of it too. But sometimes I have to tell myself I'm grinding, but I also need to know that with my grind, there needs to be an enjoyment and a mental break within the grind to ultimately get the job done. Number two, timeouts can either break momentum or create momentum. In our game of basketball, if a team is making a run on you, you call it timeout and it can be used to stop the, that run. Or if you are struggling as a team, a timeout can be used to spark the team's effort and create momentum. Some of us have been under attack and we need a timeout to break the momentum of our enemy. Sometimes a slight movement of separation could be the difference between victory and defeat. Likewise, some of us have been ineffective, lethargic, and we may need a timeout to kick us into gear. We may have just been going through the motions thinking that everything will work out on its own, and it doesn't. 
Number three, timeouts are used for specific purposes to provide rest. How many of you have ever taken a timeout only to return to the game more tired than you left? And I guess I'm talking to people who have played the game or even if you are in your regular workplace, you may have said, well, you know what? If I'm in a non-sport workplace, you know what? This employee has gotten on my nerves. Let me take a time out. Let me go to the bathroom to calm myself down. And when I come out, everything will be better. You come out of the bathroom and guess what? You still stressed out. You're still more worn out. The exhaustion of everything that went on can make you even more tired and even more frustrated. So in a, on a basketball court, sometimes late in the game, you call a timeout and you're sitting there and because you're not focused on the task at hand, because you're worried about how tired you are, you become ineffective. So how many of you have ever heard the term, I need a vacation after my vacation? That means that's not an effective timeout. We must learn that timeout should allow us time to rest. In fact, that is the whole concept of the Sabbath. It isn't so much about the legalistic argument about a certain day that it is God teaching us that there is a day or there's a healthy day of work. The Sabbath is how God brings health into our work habits. It is the Sabbath that helps us understand the mental and the flow of the game. It's also to help us deal with strategy. So in Matthew, the 11th chapter, through the 28th through the 30th verse, uh, Jesus talks about taking time out and how to learn to live. It starts like this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burn out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real reset. Walk with me and walk with me. Watch how I will do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. So timeouts are critical and crucial because it is during this time that we learn how to live again. We strategize and come up with plans on how to live freely and lightly. So in fact, if you don't do this part of it, you have wasted a timeout. So my concern is that too many times we run from, but we run from it, but we give no plan of thought to what we run to. Timeouts aren't just a chance to just chill out. This should be coupled with a strategy on how to best use them and to grow from them. I think too many of us waste our timeouts and just numbly just use the time away and have nothing spiritually to show from it when we get back. It's almost like the time in which that you say like, I just wanna just get away because I wanna get my mind right. Well, have you, get, have you gotten your mind right with God? Have you talked to God about your strategy for when you come out of the timeout to be a winner? Those are the things that timeouts are used for. And also it is to connect with teammates. So one of the most overlooked aspects of timeouts is that it allows times for teammates to talk, encourage, comfort, challenge, and help one another. Your coaching staff, in my case, is considered my teammates. The scripture instructs us to invest time required to cultivate rich relationships. This is found in Colossians 3, 12 through the 17th verse and 1 Peter 1 and 22. 
you know, sometimes a timeout is essential because it helps us reestablish the relationship with those who are in the game with us. So I, here's what I want you to understand is that if you're going through something and if you have what people say, your main people, your clique, the ones that can tell you when you're right, celebrate you when you're right, talk to you in love and kindness when you're wrong, that should be the ones doing your time out that you need to invest in because they're the ones that's going to give it to you in love and kindness, but also cheer you on when it's time for you to get back in the game. So coaches, when we call timeouts, sometimes it can be called by the coach or the player. So I wanted to mention this because there are times that the players need a timeout, but can't see it. And that's when the coach steps in. In Psalms 23 and two, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. So there are times in which he has to make us lay down. A good coach knows what is best when he sees that his players need rest. Have you ever had God call a timeout for you? He hides you. How many of you know that if God hides you, no one can find you? You know, we don't like the timeouts most of the time and we try to escape them, but we need to learn that God has our best interests in mind. And when we need them, he gives it to us when we need it the most, you know, cause like, you know, God doesn't need our, our help as far as this whole timeout thing. He doesn't need to show himself because when he calls a timeout for you, he wants to get you down, sit you down, corrective action, love on you and encourage. So that's the thing that we must do to each other during the times that we may need the timeout. So Jesus also called timeout for his disciples in Mark 631. He said, let's get away from the crowds for a while and rest. If he says timeouts, then we should be able to recognize that we need it rather than get mad that he stopped the game for a while. So basically what that's saying is, is if God says that we need a timeout, we don't need to question God on why you calling the timeout. Trust and believe he has something for you. And it's during this time when we try to keep playing after he said the timeout that we get in trouble. So we have to heed the word. I also believe this is why it is essential to have some coaches or some coworkers or family members in our lives who have the right to call timeouts too. God is our head coach, but he wants us to position some other people, accountability partners, friends, loved ones who have the right to call a timeout for us when they see us becoming weary or struggling. In order for this to happen, we have to be willing to give them that right and trust them. Our players call timeouts too. There are two inherent risks involved in this freedom though. The first and probably the most frequently uh, practice is that we don't call one. We think we can handle it. We're strong, we tough. Just drink another Red Bull, drink another Gatorade and try to push through with no rest and we are defeated. The second, I don't think happens as much but it's perhaps more dangerous is that we call too many timeouts. That was, that was what Chris Webber did. Some people never get anything done because they never play the game. Because of that mistake, and it's not productive by calling a timeout when you don't have one, it's not productive. That means you became unfocused at an important time. Unfortunately, Chris Weber was, was, became unfocused at a very important time. We only have an allowed amount of timeouts and then we have to play. You can, you can run out of timeouts this thought leads me to this last and similar point. Timeouts end at a specific time. 
in the college game in which that I coach at, um, there are timeouts that the coaches call or media timeout. Each consume a certain amount of time. I mentioned this because I believe that too many of us get called timeouts and never get back on the floor. We get hurt, we get mad, we get disappointed, we get burned, we get fouled or winded or call a timeout or God calls one for us and then we refuse to start the game again. We get the sick and tired of sick and tired feel. Timeouts were never intended to be permanent. Can you imagine how silly the game of basketball would be if a player calls a permanent timeout and everyone has to go home? That makes absolutely no sense and neither does you taking a permanent timeout either. I have already said that everyone needs a timeout at some point. However, some of you have been on the timeout for way too long. It's time to serve again. It's time to volunteer again. It's time to worship again. It's time to care again. It's time to love again. It is time to fight again. It is time to go to the scores table, go on the court and be a difference maker. So I want you to remember that timeouts enable you to receive care, rest, encouragement, meet back up with your teammates, strategize and plan, then get back into the game. These are essential life-giving breaks in our lives that enables us to win. I wanna close by mentioning a passage of scripture and then rereading a portion of scripture to you. So Paul must have known that we would need timeouts. In Galatians 6 and 9, he encouraged us not to allow ourselves to grow weary in well-doing. If we needed to implore us not to grow weary, then he must have realized that if we aren't careful, we would. Even playing well is tiring. Just think about it, y'all. Whenever we do things and we give great effort, 100% effort all the time, even though we enjoy the end product, it became, it's, a lot, it's work. And that also means that because of that work, that means we have exerted some, some, some energy. And we may get tired, but we get the gratification of knowing that the work that we've done or that we do um, goes and becomes successful. So here is one final scripture, once again, in Matthew 11, 20 through 30. Once again, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I'll do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. So if you're in this, in this condition, enjoy at least a short time out. We all know that trials and tribulations may come, but know that God has made you ready. So get to the scores table, wait for the horn to sound, check in the game and be ready to win. Thank y'all for your time. And Chelsea, thank you for this opportunity. Coach, listen, man, I knew, here's the thing, y'all know, and, and y'all know when y'all listen to people or a song or whatever the case may be, and you know by the title that this thing is about to be good, right? And so that's when it got me, because I said, you know what? I said, this title, even if people don't know um, it, it sports to that magnitude, and that's why I love this platform, because you don't have to be a person that plays sports, coach sports, you could just watch them, love them, or even if not love Christ, we all can make those, you know, connections. And so we all remember, even if you weren't born yet, they even bring it up now, when Chris Weber 
called that timeout <laughs> that he didn't have. Everyone knows that, right? Even if even now, some of my players are like, can you tell me what happened with that? What do you mean when he's like now calling games? And everybody understands that. And I love and I knew when you brought that to light and set the tone that this was going to be amazing. And for those that kind of came in a little bit later, you see the tagline that was there. Um, but I love how you joined that because we've all been there. I'm, of course, a ball player by trade. And I now coach. So, you know, I was heavily engaged in this because <laughs> yes. here's, a, here's the thing, coach. You hit me when you talk about how if we don't take those timeouts, how God will make us lay down, oh, right? He'll sit, he'll sit you down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've learned that quite a few times, you know, and many people know my story in that and in, in, in that I was actually playing in a game. And because I didn't, the coach didn't call a timeout because I didn't call a timeout on how I was feeling. He sat me down and he redirected me and redirected my life at that. But it transformed me um, within my testimony of healing me with a brain aneurysm. But yes. I love how God orchestrates things, even the, the connection between meeting you and, and bringing this word, because I'm going to tell you, it's the start of the school year for many. It's the start of the fiscal year for some, Right. Everybody, even if they're not in the educational or coaching field, your kids are, right? And we're yes. getting back revved up and ready for this year. And it's like the day ends. And what are the things we hear? A lot of us say, it's not enough hours in the day, y'all. Yes. I feel like the weekend just flies by, right? <laughs> oh my God, I didn't get everything on my to-do list. All of that sounds familiar, but I just keep hearing the scripture resound in my ear. You know, come to me all who are heavy laden, Right. I keep hearing exactly what you're saying when I feel weary sometimes, Galatians 6, 9, don't get weary and well-doing, right? And those hit right on time for me because I feel that we so often as Christians, this is the last thing I'll say before we kind yeah. of go back and forth, yeah. we think we can do it on our own. And I put down here in the chat, I said, oh, how many of us coaches know, right? We'll sit there and see our team get a run going on us, all right? Six and no run. All right, it's all right. We're going to see if they can play through it. Ain't no run. Now 12 and a run. And it's like, I'm trying to hold this timeout and I can't do that. So often we need a timeout and we need to seek his face. I'm really not sure why we think we can do things in our own might, but the word tells us not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. But we walk in this, you know, and I would say, coach, I don't think it's yeah. on purpose a lot. We just walk in our own might sometimes and we wait for things to get far-fetched. We call our friends. We call our family, we lean on people. And then we come back and we're like, oh God, by the way, I, I done went to them, they didn't know what to do. Now can you help me? But yeah. just imagine if we call that time out at the very beginning of our circumstance. Yeah, and, and you know, the interesting thing is, you know, I the reason that I love um, prepping, for, prepping for this is because in the college game, you know, obviously, and you, and you know, the Chelsea is that, you know, we have days off, but we really don't have days off, mm -hmm. you know, if, you know, between the kids, recruiting, fundraising, just whatever the case may be. And, you know, sometimes you have to be like, well, I need to just take a pause right quick, just to let me just enjoy the process of it, you know, and I think, and I think that's the key, because if you enjoy the process of it, Mentally, you might be able to get a little bit of a, a rest in there as you're enjoying the process. That's if you're loving what you're doing, you know, because a lot of times when we get into something and we get tired, even if it's a job that we love, 
you start to complain about that job. Mm. Yep. You know, it, it goes from like, oh, I love the job to like, I don't have enough time to job. Why we got to do this? Why we have to do that? You know, my head coach uh, told our, our girls one day um, last week, you know, you know, there's a lot of people, a, a lot of kids who would love to be a division one athlete and mm -hmm. standing in the circuit that, that you, that you would be in. So let's, let's get, let's have a, let's have a thought process, process of, I get to do this. Not that I have to do this. Mm -hmm. You get to do this because if you don't, I get emails every day about a kid. This kid can help. This kid emails stay flooded with prospects, but we chose you. So what I need you to do is choose to want to, or choose to get to, choose the happiness of getting to want to do what you do, what you love. I think that's amazing. You know, one of my mentors and my big sister, Brittany Ezell, longtime coach, now doing her thing in other facets, a servant leader as well. You have to check out our episode if you hadn't heard it yet. And mm -hmm. she told, the first time she said that to me, I was like, oh my goodness, we do. I feel sometimes, and honestly, again, I don't really think it's on purpose, but so often we feel like the blessings that God has given us, it's something that we are due. We're old, right? And it's yeah. like, no. Uh-uh. The every I was telling you the other day we were on the phone, Coach. I said I don't want to mess up my assignment doing my job. That's exactly what I told you. I yeah. said, Coach, I think so often we get so caught in the mundane. I don't want to mess up my assignment. I get to Christ, and he's like, Okay, all right. Well, Chelsea, here she go. Let me turn to your page. All right. <laughs> Did you do this? Did you do this? Well, what well, coach? Coach, because he's my head coach. Coach, I I thought I was because. No, no, that's your job. Did you do my assignment? And so every day I want to make sure that I don't get so tired. You know, I have on a post-it note, I heard this years ago and it helps me. It says some of us are so tired because we're accepting things that's not our assignment. Yeah. Can you say yes to things that's not even ours? You know, I'll do this, sure. Did you consult God about that? Did you take, sometimes we need to take a time out to consult with him about what it is that he would have us to do. And then maybe we wouldn't be so tired. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. And so the thing is, it's crazy because like every, every morning before I leave to go to work, me and my wife, we do a, a devotional and we pray and it's like, and we ask for things, you know, specific. And, you know, one of the things that, that we always ask for is we want to do everything in according to your will and mm -hmm. we take an advance forward. You know, we ask for specific things, but we ask that we do it according to your will so we can be happy when it's done. Not on my time, because it's on my time. I'll be like, hey, Lord, like yesterday, man, say, man, I, I I needed that like yesterday. But he probably, he knew that now nah, you wasn't ready for it yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so so you're, you're, abs you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Joe. Yeah, coach. And you know, there's another scripture that I kind of keep took the, I put in and make sure I got it right for you all as my, as I say, my note takers, but John 14 and 27. And it always hits me because it says, here's a target word, right? It says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, my peace, like when, and I wish y'all could see this the way I do on my highlight, the point, the, the punchlines, right? Yeah. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. But here's the part that gets me, coach. 
So often we minimize, Coach Yoel Ole Miss, I always say this, her tagline is no ceilings. Yeah. You know, that's what she says, no ceilings, no ceilings. And a lot of times I laugh because I, even in her, she's a servant leader, her episode, and we talk often, we yeah. place ceilings on God. You know, we come to him meekly and we say, okay, God, you know, if you can't do this, can you at least do this? And it's like, what? Did you just <laughs> put a cap on this omnipotent God? Did oh, you, you trying you trying to box him in? Can you? Yeah. And God, I'm asking you if you do this, and then if you can kind of do this here. But it says, "My peace I give to you." But watch this. We get so caught up in our family, our friends, the people of this world, that we try to blend him in and his actions to them, not recognizing. No, no, no. They he's up here. They're here. And so when he says, "Not as the world gives." He said, you know what, you know, your satisfaction you get in your family, your friends and all that good stuff. No, uh-uh. The peace I give to you, uh-uh. There's no need for you to be afraid, to fret, to be worried because the peace I give to you, that it's unimaginable. It's untapped. It's untouched. And for those that kind of came on late, before we opened up, I opened up with a scripture in Romans, but I talked today. I'm going to recap this one, coach. I recap yeah. because I had students in my classroom and we try to recycle as much as we can. And the student said, are we finished with this? He said, I'm going to be visual with y'all. He said, are we, are we finished with this? I said, yeah, we're finished with it. Put in a recycling bin. And he takes the paper and he does like this. And I said, you don't have to ball up what goes in the recycling bin. You ball up what goes in the trash. Only trash goes in the trash can. Recycling goes in the recycling bin. And I laughed in that moment because so often, speaking of those no ceilings, we think that we've traveled too far for him mm -hmm. to bring us back. We think that we've done something so bad, right? Because that's what yeah. the world does, right? When we talk mm -hmm. about what the world does and what he does, that's what the world does. Oh, no. Did you know she did X, Y, Z? Do you know he committed that crime? We've shunned people. And Christ says, oh, no, 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 no. You're not trash. Don't ball that up. Just put it in the recycling bin. Because see, yeah. when it goes in the recycling bin, I can renew you. I can revive you. I can make you whole again. I can transform you into something. And so just like that peace, when it says, I give you peace, that thing sticks with me every single day because it's like we can run to so many things to try to satisfy. And as my pastor say, pacify us. <laughs> but the only person that can soothe you is the peace of God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's funny you talk about peace. The other uh, the other day, I was in the kitchen, and I hadn't heard this song in a long, really long time. I heard it like now, like in children's church years ago or something like that. And they're like, "I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river in my soul." Mm -hmm. And you know that that comes to me because it's like everything that that if something is hurting you internally that you're going through, just know that there's peace in there. And you're like a river that peace needs to flow through you to help you get through, you know? So I, I mean, so it was crazy when you were talking about the, the peace. I mean, it clicked in my head because that literally, I was singing that in my head mm -hmm. a few days ago. And that matter of fact, it was Saturday. And the reason why I can remember that was because we used to sing that at this church. And then after they had to give us free donuts. And so, <laughs> and and I, I went and got some donuts Saturday. So I think that's the kind of clicked in. So amen to the donuts i'm with it amen <laughs> to the donuts to the, Look, to the donut ministry 
that's it that's it but you know i'm laughing and speaking of songs there's always one i'm just sitting here my grandmother uh love my grandparents both they are definitely gone on the glory now but their spirit lives on in me so much and my grandmother used to sing this song as she was a chairman mother and i can see her right now vividly on the mother uh the front seat of the mother uh bench on the side and she would sing if you do like my lord say do okay old school baptist everything will be all right all right and, yep, and your yoke will, well, so easy, and your burdens will be light. And I laugh because it's just, even that song that you sing, Peace Like a River, even that song that she would sing, and I remember being younger, and I'd be like, I don't know what that means, right? But now I could be cooking in the kitchen, or I could just be sitting, just sitting in the bed alone, or I could just be driving in the car, and those things come to my remembrance. But just like you spoke about today, the reason we forget those teachings, the reason we forget what our grandparents and our parents used to do is because we don't take that time out. You know, sometimes we got to have those timeouts to reflect. Well, my pastor always say, when I think back, see, sometimes when you, you think, Lord, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. But then you think back. I was telling somebody just the other day, I get you're going through it right now. But the last two times, I won't even take you back thousands. <laughs> Just the last two times, I need you to go when you were going through. And I need you to tell me, did you come on the other side? Mm. Did you? And it's like, yeah. And say, see, I'm not that friend you want to call if you want me to sit in misery with you. I'm yeah. not that friend you want to call <laughs> if you want me to sit and be like, girl, I know. And I know it's hard. No, 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 no. Because I've been there. And I know that when we take a time out and we reflect, we see the goodness that the grace and mercy that he's brought us through. When I take a timeout, I remember the timeout when he set me down and I passed out in a basketball game and he revived me. See, when yes. I take the timeout, I can think about how the grace and mercy that brought me through, like the song say, I'm living this moment because of you, but I can only get that through a timeout. Coach, you yes. you hit the money with that <laughs> one today. I'm telling you. Man, I just, I just think about the fact of, because I'm, a, I'm truly... A, I'm a imperfect vessel. Mm-hmm. And the song clicked in my head as you was talking. When I think back over my life. Come on. And I had to think things over because God yep. had to put me in that time out and think things over. Yep. And when he brought me on the other side, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. I got a testimony. Come on now. Come on. And you know, coach, you opened up this way, which I think is so amazing. And for those that are listening, this is for all of us. He opened up and he said, you know, sometimes God gives us these words, right? He lays something on our hearts and we recognize it's not just for me, it's for somebody else. But see, that's the part, right? And that's the part I love of that song. It says, I got a testimony. So often we hold things close to our best. I'm the same way, right? I'm like, "Mm -mm, I ain't telling about my business. Nope, I'm keeping this to me, right? But over time, I've learned in timeouts, I've learned that the very things that God brought me through weren't for me, right? That if I'm sitting here withholding the testimony of his goodness, as I always say, if I tell people my my story my glory moments but i don't tell them my story moments what good does that do see my glory moments are the posts i put on social media my glory moments are when i achieve certain accolades or raise in higher heights but see my story moments those are the ones that are hiding somebody's breakthrough in there 
yeah. right? My story yeah. moments are those moments when I take a time out and I was sitting in my prayer closet and the only person that could bring me out is when I prayed and I cried and I called on his name in that time out, those story moments. So that story moment makes that person look at coach Mike Pittman. That story moment make them look at coach Chelsea. And it's like, from the outside looking in, they look like they never went through anything. From the outside looking in, they look like their lives are so perfect. And then when we tell them, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Let me take a time out. As yeah. you mentioned, as your whole message today yeah. was on, let me take a time out and share with you about this man that allows me to stand here, even in the midst of my mess. Oh, even when I should have been balled up like this piece of paper and thrown in the trash. Let me show you and tell you about this man that said, no, 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 take her out of the trash can, throw her in a recycling bin, and let me put my hands on her and transform her. That's what a timeout does. And so that testimony is so important because when we sit here as his, his children, there are individuals out there that just want to know him. They truly do. But they're hidden by the fact of what the world shows in the glory. Yes. Let's yeah. start telling people those stories. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's crazy because uh, me and my wife, we've been married since 1993. We was oh, in college, got, got, got married and had kids and everything like that. And people are like, how did y'all, how did y'all do it? You know, people, and then people all be like, well, couple goals. And I'm like, y'all got to understand the hardest, but most enjoyable job I ever have is being a husband because it takes work. There's no, there's no days off. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, we're not getting fired. So you, so you got to work. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, I said, I had, I had to tell one of my student athletes, I said, before I graduated from college, I had two kids and was working a full-time and a part-time job while I was, while I was in school. Mm -hmm. But, but the reason I had to do that, because like you said, when you're talking about people don't know your struggle, you know, as a man, it's like, okay, I need to do what I need to do. And at that point I had to lean on and you remember we talked about um i talked about earlier how you have to have some people in your corner mm -hmm. that can really vouch for you that yeah. can hold you accountable that can love on you and i just think about for example my wife i also think about my my in-laws you know and and my and, and my mom and my dad you know as far as their, their encouragement to fight through and you know and i think i think that's the key to everybody Whenever you fight through, you got to make sure you have somebody that's going to encourage you and not give you the opinions of the world, give you the opinions according to what God says. And I think that's, I think that's the, that's a, unfortunately, that's a, a problem in society today mm -hmm. is that they're too busy getting thoughts and comments mm -hmm. off of likes and uh, reality TV. They did this on reality TV. Yeah. Reality TV. <laughs> you know it's reality maybe for them but it, it shouldn't it don't have to be for you that's it and you know it's so funny because you know that one just brings to my forefront as you were saying i'm strolling isaiah 26 and 3 right and it says i will keep you in perfect peace one of my favorite songs too um but i will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me see the problem with that just like you said is the counsel we seek we're always distracted by the noise. My job, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. Just as I said, I don't want to miss my assignment doing my job. I don't want to get so caught in the things I want to do. The assignments I gave myself, right? 
we I heard this and I cannot quote the person. I, I'm so sorry if by chance you come across this and it's like I said that just know I'm giving you your due. I just forget where I saw it, but it was mess, right? Like I said, it's so funny how we try to do things. You ever had somebody start something and it's like, can you help me? That's like, well, you done messed it up. You should have got me from the beginning. But so often we do that. We'll start our own businesses and our own ministries and all these things. And then we want God to bless it. And it's like, but is that what he asked us to do, right? I tell people all the time, brother, if it's one or 1,000, 1 million, I move on based off what he says, right? I move how God asked me to move, but we can't hear him speaking clearly because our minds aren't stayed on him. It may be stayed on him for two minutes and then a text message comes through and I'm off my devotional. Mm-hmm. It may be stayed on him for, for four minutes and then, you know, I'm now scrolling on social media because this video came through, right? And so you're so absolutely right with that because it's like, I can keep my mind stayed on him when my friend circle holds me accountable. I can keep yes. my mind stayed on him when I seek ye first, the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. But just like it says in Isaiah 26, it says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because he trusts in you. The trust factor has to be there. And here's the biggest thing, coach, that I learned years ago. I can't trust him if I hadn't tried. Yeah. See, there's this, this restaurant here that I want to try. I have not tried it yet, right? And everybody's telling me it's so good, right? I believe it. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, you look at pictures like, oh, I know that's good, right? Like, they got some good seasoning on that. I got to get there, right? I got to go. But I have not tried it myself. So I can hear John Boy say it's good. I can look on social media and the foodies and all this good stuff and it tells me it's good. But until I walk my tail up there and order my own soul food plate, okay, I will then be able to say for myself, I tried it and I know he's good. And that's how Christ is, right? We can advocate for you all day long. We can sing his praises. We can speak of his goodness. We can tell you to take a time out. But until you take a time out and oh, taste and see that the Lord <laughs> is good, you can then keep your mind stayed on him because you tried him. Now you trust him. I'm not going to send nobody no five to no five-star rating place if I didn't rate it for five stars myself. But yeah. I done tried God. And y'all, he's beyond the five-star rating. It's unmentionable. And I'm telling you, you need to go ahead and pull your car up to the drive-thru. You need to go Uber Eats, Grubhub, and taste <laughs> and see that the Lord is good because he is good and his mercy endured forever. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and you, you were talking about food. And it's crazy because you see people show pictures of food uh-huh. and you know with, with these updated cameras and with these updated filters they make it look real good you know you see like <laughs> the, the pieces of garlic sitting on it nice on nice on top or the green onion just sitting on yeah. that perfectly but guess what it's only a filter it, it, it's not the real thing Come on. Come on. The, the, the only way you can get the real thing is to is to get it yourself Come on. So, so that's so that's so that's so that's kind of like with, with God. We can we can look at things of God and look at things like, oh man, God is great. And God, you know, I know he's good. I know he's good. I, I can see it. I can see it. But until until you, you get a taste of what God can really do for you, you're only just look, you're only looking at the picture. That's it. That's it. And, it, and it. and guys, just what I was coming back and what coach is talking about, Psalms 34 and, and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
Blesses the man who takes refuge in him, right? So I can sit all day long and hear the reviews. I can watch the commercials. I can read the articles. I can read the posts on social media. Everybody say, you ain't go yet, girl. It's good. But until I've tried for myself, right? Be advertisement. I'm going to say this as we start to close up. Be yeah. advertisement, right? We see a movie and we, girl, you ain't see that movie yet? Oh, you got to watch that. Once a week, I'm going to see somebody on social media say, all right, y'all, I'm done with everything. Give me some suggestions to watch on Netflix or Hulu, right? <laughs> Apple TV, all that, HBO Max, right? And what do we yeah. do? You look in the comments and say, girl, you got to watch this. It was good. Give me a synopsis, girl. Girl, it was this, this, this. Man, you got to watch that. It was good. It held my attention the whole time. And we will sit and sing the praises of these movies and shows. We'll go to restaurants and we give them free advertisement and publicity all day long. Just imagine as God's servant leaders, if we would be walking advertisement for his goodness, for his mercy, how he saved us, right? How he yeah. took a time out in us because we wouldn't take it for ourselves and showed himself approved. Yeah. And if we could do that, just imagine, just imagine that person may not be asking, hey guys, can you suggest somebody that can help me take a time out? But if we're walking billboards for this man, who saved us just imagine in our walks and our daily walks this hit me coach yeah we talk about everything else but we move in the assumption that the people we work with we move in the assumption that the players we reach every day we move in the assumption that even our friends we move in the assumption that they know christ for themselves who did you ask today if they know this man named jesus yeah that's 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 word just throwing that out there to you. And when we can do that, coach, more than anything, we can do all that your word says, but we only can be those servant leaders when we learn to take that time out. So that message was right on point, coach. So right on point. And I'm so thankful that you shared it with us today. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to, to have this opportunity. And like I said, you know, when we talked, we always, you know, we had good conversation and I, I, I just, it, it just felt in my, in my heart to be like, we, this, this would, this would be a, a good week to do it, you know, and obviously you want to get your feet under you, you know, it's the new school year and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you uh, say, Hey, let's do it next Monday and stuff like that. Because obviously, like I said, with the beginning of the school year, you had things you needed to attend to and make sure everything was straight and stuff like that. And uh, and so, yeah, I think this came at the perfect time. And I just hope that this message and, and this conversation and us talking about it, hopefully that it brings um, some light, some light to it, you know, some good news for good people to do God's work. You know, so I, I'm just I'm just thankful for the opportunity. And uh, like I said, definitely not a, a shame to say that, you know, the Lord is, is my savior. You know, yeah. I'm not perfect. I tell people all the time, well, well I'm not perfect. I was like, and I ask for forgiveness on the daily, but I also know that I'm in relentless pursuit mm. of perfection, even That's though I won't never get there. That's it, coach. That's it. And of course, now, coach, we can't let you get out of here without it. Before we, we go, we got to enshrine you into this servant leader family and hall of fame officially. Okay. So of course, naturally, for those that keep up with us, uh, on a regular, you know, there's two questions I have to ask coach. And the first one coach yeah. is servant leadership, right? Servant leadership is at the forefront 
of all that we do, right? It's at the forefront, it's at the sides, the middle, all that good stuff, right? When we talk about servant leadership, it takes on so many different levels, definitions. Two words, servant leadership. But what does servant leadership mean to you? In two words? In however many words. Oh, okay. I thought you said two words. I like to say, hey, it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of big. Um, to me, as, as, as regards to servant leadership, I think it is being able to provide success for others without wanting to have the recognition. Mm, I like that coach. The being able to want to have basically want to have want to give success to other people without you having to be the forefront of it. Because as a servant leader, I am I am a I am a leader. But here, here's the thing I think that people need to understand. You always hear people say the leader needs to be up front. And in some cases that they do. But sometimes if you're a really good servant leader, you don't have to be up front because the people who you are leading and that you have trained and that you have talked to and that you have gotten ready, they already know how to fight that battle for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. They already, know, they, already, they already know how to fight, fight that, that battle for you. You know, it's kind of like the whole David and, and, and Goliath situation. You know, God gave directions for Goliath to, with the slingshot. Everybody else was scared. We don't want to fight. He's too big. He's too strong. Mm-hmm. He's wiping out everybody. God gave that one di- directive. And Goliath was like, oh, you know what? If God says to do it, I trust. Mm-hmm. I trust. So I think that's, I'd say, I think that's the, like I said, that's the main thing that I, that I take out of it. But we got to be, we have to be able to fight the enemy. We have to be able to recognize that when God gives us directives as our leader, they be much forward with it. Trust and believe. Not saying that could be a struggle because it was easy. Everybody would do it and we wouldn't trust God. That's awesome, coach. And of course, many people know this. Um, a part of my daily devotional, I do what's called my God is devotional. And it helps me to understand that even in the midst of what the world gives, I can take a time out and remember what he is. And so I'll say God is, and I'll start filling that blank with everything he's been everything he has not been, everything that, you know, he's been in my personal life. But today you don't get a whole long line of lists. This one, you do only get one. So if I were to say God is, and I drew imaginary blank, Mm -hmm. God is what? To servant leader Mike Pittman, what is God? God is what to you? Everything. Come on. That's it. Everything. That's it. I'm just hearing that song in my hair. God is my everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Coach. I love it. Coach, I appreciate you so much, man. I cannot say that enough just for your time. Uh, I say this all the time. Time is that most important and precious gift. And once I give it, I can't give it back. So I thank you for your time. I thank you just for your humility. Thank you for your word today. If you all kind of missed the beginning, please go run it back. We'll also make sure he's going to be posted up on the um, podcast at the end of the week. But this was amazing. I need a timeout. 
I need a timeout. And just let's remember as we Hold on. I'm out of timeouts. I'm out of timeouts and I need to be ejected. And 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 I'm, a, I'm I need to get ejected. I'm about to get ejected. You know, the official got the whistle in the mouth. He's about to tee me up and see me <laughs> up. And, and guess what? That's what the law does with us, you know, needs to do to us sometimes. Sometimes he needs to blow the whistle on us and sit us down somewhere. I love which it. Which you will do. I love it. Coach, before we get out today, do you mind closing us out in prayer? Absolutely. My pleasure. Lord, we just thank you right now. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this platform that has been provided. Lord, we ask that uh, everything that was spoken today be to the glorification for you. We ask that going forward that whoever hears this, bring this out to their community, their homes, their families, their friends, their, their loved ones, make this world a, a better place. And Lord, we thank you in advance because if it is within your will, which we know it is, that your will will be done. It will be successful and it will be glorified. And we thank you in advance for it. We thank you and love in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My favorite line of the podcast, servant leader, Mike Pittman. You are hey. now part of the servant leader family. <laughs> nah, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Glad to be in it. Glad to be in it. And I appreciate you. Absolutely. It's just a blessing to watch this. I'd like to say God's frontline soldiers continue to extend to move this agenda forward. And so if you're listening now, you're listening later, again, you want to learn how to have a timeout. You want to learn how to have your yoke easy and your burdens light. You want to know about this man that can take this right here and say, you're not trash. Don't throw trash in the trash. Put it, that paper in a recycling bin. He can transform and renew. You want to know about him? Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook, uh, at the Chelsea F on Twitter. You can look for Coach Mike Pittman. Yes. Whatever you need to do, reach out. We will make sure you get the information you need to know more about them. Guys, we thank you so much for listening. Thank We're going to see you guys next time.